What is up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Ratcliffe, and it is Tuesday, October 27th. The hell, October. Flying by. We're uh, almost in November football, which uh, a lot of things changed this time of year, man. Week 8. Got the waiver wire for you today. A lot of moving parts, especially at running back. So we will break that all down for you here in just a minute. But of course, before we get to that, let me tell you about our sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? I bet you do. I I mean, I do. I bet you do too. (laughs) You need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world. Because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps. You don't have to play against sharks. That means anyone has a chance of winning, even you. Monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, esports, and of course football. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. And of course, you probably know what else monkeyknifefight.com has. A free $5 game for you just for signing up. And if you use the promo code RANT, you'll have your first deposit matched instantly up to $50. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, well, you could be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play Monkeys and Knives and Fights and Sports, and especially the Fights and Sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play to MKF and win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. If you're in a state, and I keep saying it, if you're in a state where sports betting is not legal, but DFS is, and there are a lot of states in the U.S. currently that applies to, Monkey Knife Fight is a really cool art alternative. It's not traditional DFS. It has some parallels with player props. If you like player props and you know there may be somebody talking right now who likes player props. If you like them, they're cool. They're 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 fun. I, I think we have a nice advantage when it comes to player props. Then you'll probably like Monkey Knife Fight. So just remember, use that promo code RANTS. That'll help the pod out. That'll help you out. That'll help everybody out. And it's all good uh, from there. All right, so let's dive into the waiver wire. Fortunately, I don't have like COVID news or anything like that today. I'm 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 very happy. Uh, to report that. But there are some moving parts in terms of injuries. Fortunately, none of them at quarterback. So let's talk a little bit about quarterback. I I do think the top quarterback ad this week is Joe Burrow, if he's out there in your league. And remember, every Wednesday I'm casting a wide net. That's why I have 48 players on my list today. I'm casting the wide net very specifically because I don't know how who's on your waiver wire. I, I was surprised to see that he's out there in 50% of leagues. I was surprised to see that Justin Herbert is more widely owned than Joe Burrow. But, you know, whatever. Uh, he's out there, 10%, man. He's on pace to smash Andrew Luck's rookie passing record of uh, 4,374 passing yards. Burrow's averaging 289 uh, per game. I mean... He's he's playing such good football. I, I know there's that debate, but I, I think it's Burrow. I don't think that – I think uh, Herbert's in a slightly better situation too for what it's worth. But, you know, you say, hey, Jeff, who do you want more the rest of the season? I want Burrow more. I do. It's close. It's definitely close, but I want Burrow more. Now, if you need a streamer this week, last week we had we, – we had Carson Wentz. That worked out, right? That worked out. So if you're going the streamer route this week, well, you can uh, double dip on Carson Wentz. 
because he's facing a train wreck right now in Dallas. Sorry if you're a Dallas fan. But um, other than Carson Wentz, I think Teddy B is in play. Teddy Bridgewater at 5% against the Falcons. We know how good of a matchup that is. I also think it might be worth, if you're in a 12-teamer where a lot of quarterbacks are owned. Now, it really depends. Every league's different. I've been in 12-team leagues where it feels like every single week I could go to the waiver wire and just have my choice. I've been in 12-team leagues where literally 20-plus quarterbacks are owned. It really depends on uh, the bench size, your, your opponents, all that stuff. But if you're in one of those leagues where it's sort of picked over and Baker's out there, and he's out there in 85% of leagues, I don't mind Baker at 5%. He's trending up. Is Odell being out a good thing for that? Like, you know, I just saw my buddy Scott Barrett tweet out, uh, and Scott's great, of course, my former colleague uh, when we we both worked together at PFF. He tweeted out about uh, expected fantasy points added and they're, uh, the Browns in their passing game are actually negative with Odell compared to without. <laughs> so they're, in other words, better without. I don't know, but uh, Baker is coming off a five-touchdown game, and he looked like he's gaining confidence, and I think that's the big thing. You know, five-touchdown games are rare, but good play, that's what we're looking for. So I, th- I would scoop him up if you're in one of those leagues where the waiver wire is a little thin and he's out there. Uh, deeper quarterbacks to add this week. It is going to be Tua time, so I think Tua's worth a percent, especially in one of those deeper leagues, quarterbacks picked over. I don't think he has quite the impact that Justin Herbert had in Los Angeles when he took over, but there's no denying how good he was at the college level. Granted, yes, he was surrounded by an all-star team as well, but he made some of those guys look even better. So we'll see what happens here, but I think he's worth in deeper leagues. And then, of course, Ben DiNucci, uh, should be the starter. I, I find it hard to believe Andy Dalton gets through the concussion protocol. And of course, if you're in two quarterback leagues, 12 teamers, every quarterback who is a starter is going to be owned. So Danucci is on the radar there. But let's move over to running back because here's where things get really interesting. So Kenyon Drake's going to miss multiple weeks. The Cardinals are heading into bye, though. So does that mean two weeks? So he's only out one. Does that mean more than two weeks? I mean, he was carted off, so I could see it being a little bit longer, but I don't have any verification. So here's where we are. Chase Edmonds, I'm going 35% on him if he's available. He may have already been scooped up, and that's great if you scooped him up because you didn't pay 35% on him, that's for sure. But there is the chance that Edmonds just takes the job outright. You know, and and there's no coming back, and then Drake's more of a committee back when he comes back. I'm not saying that's going to happen, so don't you know, don't be like, oh, should I drop Kenyon Drake? I don't know if you should actually. I I, I don't. Th- I think you should probably hold on to him until we get more clarity. But Chase Edmonds, even though they're heading to a buy, absolutely must be added. Remember, don't do that thing. So many people do that thing. What that thing is. Sort by projected fantasy points. You're playing on ESPN. You're playing on Yahoo. You sort by projected fantasy points. You pick up the guys at the top. Don't do that because you filter out the bye week teams. Uh, Leonard Fournette is available in far too many leagues. You know, it's over 25% of leagues. So if he's out there, I'd go 25% on him. Out snapped and out touched Ronald Jones. 40 to 31 in snaps, 17 to 13 in touches. And in the passing game, really is where we saw Fournette. Uh, 
Fournette's not that good in the passing game, but he he was definitely better than Ronald Jones. So let's just put it that way. Uh, moving on, both Giovanni Bernard and Jamal Williams, 15%. Zach Taylor, was he said Joe Mixon's day-to-day. I don't think Joe Mixon's day-to-day. I think it's more week-to-week. That was the initial report that he was probably going to miss this week as well. So, hey, Giovanni Bernard got left out there in 53% of leagues. That's that's surprising, you know, especially with people hurting at running back that they just overlook that. So if he's out there 15% on him, I think you get at least another game. And then, you know, those foot injuries are tricky. So uh, maybe even more than that or a flare-up or, you know, what have you. As for Jamal Williams, we're really banking on the fact that the Green Bay Packers are really conservative, their medical staff is, so they may not let Aaron Jones go. Remember, they held back Devontae Adams when he said he was good to go. The medical staff said he wasn't. So, of course, he said, well, I guess I don't know my body as well as I thought I did. And, um, yeah, that was uh, that was what played out there. So we could see that with Aaron Jones. I mean, Williams put up some big-time numbers this past week, both of them, both he and Giovanni Bernard. Uh, moving on down to uh, Joshua Kelly at 10%. He, as I said, it, it could flip very quickly. Well, it flipped very quickly in that backfield. He ended up out-touching Justin Jackson 17-10. to 10. He He's out there 46% of leagues. He should be owned, you know, almost across the board, I feel like. Is he highly trustworthy? No. But is he a flex back? Yes, he is. And he'll keep that role even after... Austin Eckler returns. Jamichael Hasty, 10%. Yeah, hell if I know in terms of the 49ers backfield, but I'm going to take a stab on him. Jeff Wilson's on injured reserve. Raheem Mostert's on injured reserve. I don't know how the coaching staff feels about Jarek McKinnon. I know a lot of people are like, oh, they hate him. I haven't seen anything that says they hate him. <laughs> not that we would, but I think that's speculation. I'm not going to go that far, but I definitely am going to add Hasty if he's out there. Carlos Hyde, ten percent. Now, initially, after watching or during watching the the game last night, that's when I established my initial rankings. Remember, my rankings article. So that's waiver wire rankings available over at ftnfantasy.com. But I rank it out. I put the initial percentages in, and then this morning, you know, I'd known about the hamstring injury last night, but. It was being called tightness, but it sounds like it's a little bit more severe. So here's the thing. I'm not going to go overboard on Carlos Hyde. Car- Chris Carson's not going to play this week. He's week to week, so he's probably, you know, we don't know when he's going to be back. Uh, Travis Homer's banged up. So it really is DJ Dallas and Carlos Hyde. I think Carlos Hyde ultimately is going to have to play because I can't see them getting a running back in there in time. You know, if you signed a free agent like CJ Procise, I wish I knew how to quit you, CJ. CJ Procise couldn't play for them this week because he'd have to clear five days of, of COVID testing plus a six day of POC testing. So he's not going to be in there. So I, I'll go 10%. I'm not going overboard for the chance that he does sit this game out, but not going to go overboard there with Carlos Hyde. Tevin Coleman, 10%. I'm not sure if he's going to be activated this week, but you know if he's activated at any point, he could be out there. And could very well be the lead back. And what we know is this. It seems like it doesn't matter who plays in that backfield. Whoever is in that backfield is going to put up numbers. If they get the volume, they're going to put up numbers. So if it happens to be Tevin Coleman, then he could put up some decent numbers. Now, remember, it's Tevin Coleman, and all he seems to do is get hurt, but 10% on him. 8% on J.K. Dobbins. I don't know if Mark Ingram plays this week. Mid to high ankle sprain, far from a lock, could be the J.K. Dobbins show. 
and I'm stashing it for upside anyway, so 8% on him. Zach Moss, 8%. The Bills got him more involved this week. You know, you had a 50-50 touch split, and he looked like the better player. For fantasy purposes, I'd like to have him on my bench right now. Boston Scott, 7%. Miles Sanders is far from a lock to play this week, so this is one of those. Boston Scott's still fairly widely available because it was a Thursday game last week, and a lot of people seem to miss that one. So you get a rental play here up against Dallas. Remember, they have a bye week next week. That's what makes me believe that they're not going to rush Sanders back. And it would be one thing if Dallas was still trending in the right direction. But, you know, and and again, I hate to pick on them, but they do not look good. So this is a game where the Eagles, they win. They kind of solidify their spot as the first place team in that division. Even though they have a losing record, who cares, you know? You, all you got to do is make the dance. You, if you make the playoffs, the postseason, you can you could possibly make a run. So that's what Philly's focused on. So I can't see them rushing him back. So we'd go Boston Scott here. Solid enough last week too. Uh, you know if you happen to use him, Lamichael P Ryan seven percent, forty snaps for him, just sixteen for Frank Gore. So yeah, he's well ahead now. DJ Dallas six percent. This is a play in case Carlos Hyde can't go. Then it would be basically all DJ Dallas. He would be. Just a steal at this price. Absolute steal at this price. Latavius Murray, 5%. I'm stashing. I'm really starting to stash these handcuff types now, if I can, because we're heading into November fantasy football, and that tis the season of handcuffs uh, for sure. A couple deeper names. Tony Pollard, 3%. I mean, he's being worked in a little bit more. Had Has 21 touches over the last two weeks, it's 11 fewer than Zeke. It's still Zeke's show, but the backfield, the team, everything just looks like a mess there uh, in Dallas. Benny Snell, 2%. It's not about the touchdowns. It's more he's just a he's a stash. That's what he is for us right now. Uh, you're stashing a handcuff. Wayne Gallman, Devonta Freeman isn't practicing yet. He has an ankle injury. Had the mini buy, but we could see some Wayne Gallman. Now, I'm not that excited about the Giants offense, but starting running back is a starting running back, right? for fantasy purposes, for sure. Then two really deep names. Eno Benjamin, he'll very likely be the backup now while Kenyon Drake is out in Arizona, so you go 1% on him. And then Brian Hill. Uh, Todd Gurley scored decent fantasy points, and he had a couple runs that looked okay, but generally speaking, he just doesn't doesn't look that good. So I'm going to stash Brian Hill for now. Moving over to wide receiver, If Deontay Johnson is out there, and he is out there in 26% of leagues, he's the top ad, 25% on him. I did see, though, in studying the game, uh, Malcolm Butler shadowed uh, Chase Claypool. It was a little over half of the game. And Deontay Johnson was the one who got the beautiful matchup that I was hoping Claypool would get, the uh, Jonathan Joseph matchup, and he just torched Jonathan Joseph. So... I don't know how much of this is Ben Roethlisberger just loves Deontay and now Chase Claypool's sliding back to to earth, or it was Ben Roethlisberger was doing the smart veteran thing and picking on the weak link at corner. And not that Malcolm Butler is a standout at this point in his career, but Jonathan Joseph was the obvious guy you go after. But anyway, Deontay Johnson, regardless, shouldn't be out there on waivers. Antonio Brown probably isn't out there on waivers. I'd go 20% on him. He's available in 25% of leagues. The thing is, Chris Godwin broke his finger. He's not going to play this week. Scotty Miller is banged up. Mike Evans is banged up. Antonio Brown's not going to play this week, by the way. He's going to play next, well, maybe play next week. 
but this is why they signed him early so he can get through the COVID uh, uh, testing and all of that. But I don't love it. If you've listened to me on podcasts for the last few years, you know we went through the red flag thing with Antonio Brown, and I'm only always waiting for the next red flag with him. But I do get why people would want him. I don't personally want to have him on my rosters, but I'm not going to complete. You know, I'd be doing you a disservice if I didn't mention him, right? I'd be doing you a disservice, and and I would. I think he is worth twenty percent. Uh, you know, if you got him early, you got him way cheaper than that. Travis Fulgham, eighteen percent. People are still not wising up to the fact that he is the number one receiver. Now I'll talk about Jalen Rager in a minute, but. Over the last three weeks, only Stephon Diggs has seen more targets than Travis Fulgham, who has seen 32 over that span. Brandon Ayuk, 15%. Debo's banged up. Ayuk's going to be the number one against the Seahawks. Giddy up, baby. Jalen Rager, 15%. He's back on the field. It was a thumb injury, remember. And what I like here is John Hightower, they were trying to target him heavily downfield, and John Hightower is definitely a step down, maybe more than one step down from Jalen Rager. If Rager steps in and gets those targets... We could see some explosive games out of the Eagles offense. Just throwing that out there. T. Higgins, 12%. He's still available in 34% of leagues. The guy's the number 24 fantasy wideout this season. 12% on Sterling Shepard got back on the field and really looked like the number one. Now, keep in mind, Darius Slay was shadowing Darius Slayton. So that was a big part of why he was quiet. But Shepard can give you some value here as like a a flex wide receiver four type. Same thing with Cole Beasley. I'm not over the moon on him, but he's been good in October. 10% on him. It's a volume play. It's a PPR volume play with Cole Beasley. Christian Kirk, 10%. This is a prime example of don't sort by fantasy points scored. Man, Christian Kirk looks like a rock star there, but it's largely because he scored four touchdowns in the last two games. That's... um unsustainable (laughs) so don't expect that but his role is at least fairly solidified now in that offense and I think he can give you wide receiver three plus value going forward Uh, moving on Corey Davis eight percent got back on the field actually out targeted AJ Brown last week 10 to 8 Brown's a better fantasy option but Davis is going to be involved there T.Y. Hilton eight percent he's available in 37 percent of leagues that's too high you may be hurting at wide out I mean, I get why I, people are frustrated, but dropping a player just because you're frustrated is, is you know, it's a rookie move, and T.Y. Hilton shouldn't be out there in that many leagues. Uh, definitely not. Tim Patrick, 7%. He's actually only owned in 24% of leagues, which is 40% lower than Jerry Judy, and I'll tell you, Tim Patrick is the better fantasy option, and I think Jerry Judy is droppable. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, Tim Patrick has a hammy, by the way, but doesn't seem severe. Nelson Aguilar, 6%. uh, He's been good over the last two games. Seven for 174 and a touchdown for the former Eagles wide receiver. Uh, But not going to go too crazy uh, bidding on him. Um, Denzel Mims, 3%. Somebody has to catch the ball for the Jets. You have Jameson Crowder banged up. You have Brashad Perryman in the concussion protocol. Why not Denzel Mims, right? Uh, Marquez Callaway, 2%. 10 targets for him, led the team this week. A little dinged up coming out of that thing, though, so just be aware. But worth a look in deeper leagues. And so is Donovan Peoples-Jones. Um, and I, I guess I skipped over Richard Higgins, by the way. I have him at 7%. I, I did skip over him. So 7% on Richard Higgins. So the way I view the target packing order, it's going to be Jarvis. 
the tight ends are going to be involved, and I'll talk about Harrison Bryant in a minute. You have the running backs out of the backfield, primarily Kareem Hunt. Higgins is is either the third or fourth target, really, any given week. And I don't expect 110 yards on six catches every week. Peoples-Jones is very far down. Now, I like the chemistry he showed with Baker, you know, obviously making plays down the stretch, big play, two big plays down the stretch. But I don't want to get too carried away, so just 2%. As far as tight ends are concerned, Dallas Goddard's not going to be back this week. Just throwing that out there. He's not going to be back until week 10 after their bye week. So if I need a tight end this week, I am not picking up Dallas Goddard because you're not going to be able to play him. And I'll talk about who you pick up from the Eagles in a second. But if I have, especially if you're in a league where you actually have an IR spot and you're not using it, I would pick him up, slide him in on the IR spot, and then, you know, early morning, you know, tomorrow morning, wake up, pick up somebody else too. You know, every, every week people slide through the waiver cracks and you can pick somebody up in the morning. Uh, when he returns, he's going to be an instant top five fantasy tight end because Zach Ertz still won't be back at that point. So he's the priority, but he's not a guy you can use this week. Jared Cook is out there in 28% of leagues. Three for 32 and a touchdown for Jared Cook this past week. Go 5%. I'm not going to spend much on any of these other guys. 5% on Eric Ebron getting a little bit more involved with eight targets. Trey Burton showed that you know he's really emerged as the number one tight end there on a team that has a quarterback who likes to throw tight ends. So I go 5% on him, 4% on Logan Thomas. I'm not in love with the offense, but Logan Thomas is coming off a nice game where he had 60 yards on four catches and a touchdown. But here's the guy, if you need a streamer this week, I'm only going to spend 3 or 4% on him. Richard Rodgers. Richard Rodgers is, you know, he's in a perfect spot because the Eagles still need passing weapons. They have no Dallas Goddard. They have no Zach Ertz. They, the last two weeks, Wentz has shown he's going to throw to this guy, and he's not only going to throw to him, he's going to throw to him a little bit further downfield than a typical tight end. Now, it's a one-week play, so that's why I'm saying I'm not spending more than 3 or 4%. I don't want to spend 10% on one week. Think about that. If you spend 10% on one-weekers, you run out of your fab before the end of the season. You're in a bad spot, right? So that's why I don't want to spend a lot, but I think he's a nice little one-week play. 3% on Harrison Bryant. I think David Njoku gets traded, and even if he doesn't, Harrison Bryant's been playing so good that even when Austin Hooper's back, remember he has the app, uh, the appendicitis, the appendectomy that he's recovering from. Even after that, Harrison Bryant's going to be involved. So 3% on him at the position uh, and um, yeah, that's where we are there at tight end. In terms of holding and cutting this week, I am holding DJ Chark. Don't drop him. He had seven targets last week. Chase Claypool as well, even though he disappeared, I think that was more a part of let's not throw at the better corner, even though like Malcolm Butler's not a great corner, let's go after the bad corner. I'm not dropping Mike Evans, especially now with um, Chris Godwin banged up again. And I'm not dropping Jarek McKinnon just because I don't. I, I, we come this far, haven't we? <laughs> I don't know how to deal with that 49ers backfield, but I'm going to at least hold on to pieces of it. Because while we may not know who it is any given week, we do know that there are points to be had there. In terms of the cut list, well, <laughs> Andy Dalton, he gone. See ya, Andy. Um, concussion or not, that team is an absolute train wreck right now, unfortunately. And I, I don't... I was wrong. I thought that he was just going to step in and be about 85% of Dak Prescott, and he stepped in and been 
like 25% of Dak Prescott. It's terrible. It's really bad. Frank Gore, he gone. Uh, if you dry, if you happen to pick him up, Lamichael P. Ryan has passed him to Ernest Johnson. He gone. Uh, done nothing, and he, you know, Chubb could be back by week nine. We'll see. Odell Beckham Jr., he gone, unfortunately, but if you don't have a keeper, it's not a keeper league, no potential of keeping him. It's a redraft league. Like, don't even put him on your IR spot. That's just a waste. Just drop him. And Julian Edelman, he gone. Uh, the New England passing game is almost non-existent. And I did talk about Cam Newton already. So, like, if you said, hey, Jeff, uh, should I just drop Cam Newton? My answer would be no. But if you said, hey, Jeff, should I drop Cam Newton for Teddy Bridgewater? I don't mind it. If you need a streamer this week, I don't mind it. Hey, Jeff, should I drop Cam Newton for Joe Burrow? Yeah, definitely do that. Absolutely. So, in other words, we're not just dropping him for the sheer sake of dropping him. We're dropping him for somebody better, making our team better, right? Uh, team defense, it's a light week, but I do have three for you this week. I like the Chargers against the Broncos. The Broncos have like quietly become one of the best matchups here, so we're going to attack that matchup. I like the Saints uh, against Nick Foles and the Bears. 1.3 interceptions per game, and they don't score a lot of points, so that's good for the Saints. And then the Tennessee Titans, even though the Cincinnati Bengals are moving the ball, they are turning the ball over 1.4 times per game, and they're giving up a buttload. That's a technical term of sacks four sacks per game so going after them chargers saints titans there you go if you want the waiver wire rankings they are up over at ftnfantasy.com 48 players deep big time right there along with all the tools all that fun stuff updated here for week eight fantasy football and we actually uh we hit 1.1k on the apple podcast reviews keep them coming baby Keep them coming. The plans are in place for the 1K celebration. The often talked about, the mysterious 1K celebration. But if you haven't uh, already reviewed the podcast, please do so. Easiest way to do so is if you have an iPhone, open up the Apple Podcast app. Go to my podcast, The Rant with Jeff Radcliffe, and scroll to the bottom, click the stars. It's that simple. There are other ways to review the pod if you don't have an iPhone. And even if you don't listen to us on Apple, review us on Apple. It's really easy, and it makes everything better. Makes the show keep going, baby. At Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter, at Jeff Ratcliffe on Instagram. Use the hashtag RadPack. That way I know you're a listener of the show. And we'll be back tomorrow breaking down rankings for Week 8 Fantasy Football. I'll catch you on the flip side. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out of here. <laughs>